we probably should have said that there's going to be spoilers uh, uh, for for the motion picture. I mean, these are this. Is, I mean, people are going to be shocked. Yeah, that's true. I'll put a I'll it's put a thing at the thing. Yeah. For <laughs> the, uh, here, let's cut. Let's cut events. this little moment. We'll cut this little section right here. And it'll go in the front of the episode. Um, let's make it really aggressive, and we're all let's all say something at the same time. All right, ready? One, two, three. Hey, spoiler. spoiler. Yeah, we're gonna spoil this movie. Right so it better gonna be interrupted. Shape up. Seen the movie yet, Watch that out. Sucks because we're gonna say what happened. Life is like a parody of your favorite song. Just when you think you know all the words. Surprise. Hey, welcome everybody to a special episode of Weird Pals. My name is Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi. I'm Joel. Hi, Tim. Hi, Joel. I said my name. Oh my God. Hi, everyone. Uh, we have more names in this house, so let me introduce those. Put those. Na- put those voices to names. Sure. He's the writer and director of the feature film The Leisure Clash on HBO, and sure you can see him performing at Dr. Mindbender and your fucked up relationship at Endgames in San Francisco, but most importantly, he and I were in an improv scene together where he played a giant cucumber. It's Jason Mann. That's right, that's right. And sure, he's the president of the National Film Festival for Talented Youth, and sure, he's the host of 24 Flames Per Second, but most importantly, he and I got an A-plus and an AP English assignment for uh, (laughs) filming a skit about Noah and the Flood. It's Robert Spiewak Bohorkis, everyone. (laughs) Hi, and also ex-host of 24 Flames Per Second. That's Kwesi's show now. Oh, you've graduated. Yeah, I do a show called Oops All Franchises now. It's oh. just as silly. Well, well, oops, my bad. Ha. You're good. Good one, Tim. You're good. And that's a part of the Party Fish Media conglomerate. It's a conglomerate, yes. <laughs> we did the paperwork. Is that, sort of the, is, that, <laughs> is, that the, is that like the official uh, uh, speak for like just a pile of stuff? I had a, uh, glom. It's got glom in it, so sure. It does glom. Nice. It's uh, we glommed. It's, uh, coagulated. Yeah. Uh, everyone, we've all. <laughs> I was gonna say, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you've seen the new Weird Al movie. Everyone. Was, uh, Finished minutes. it thirty minutes ago for the second time. Oh. I watched it once. I've watched it twice. Jason, how many are you up to? I watched it once, and it was difficult to uh, to try to watch it because it's on this Roku channel. And uh, they don't allow that Roku channel on, like, Apple devices, apparently. Like, it wouldn't play on my Apple TV device and stuff. I had to, like, stream it from their website. That's what I had to do, yeah. too. And that's why I only watched it once. Because I, I wanted to watch it on the TV. And I just couldn't. Yeah. So I was like, well, never mind. <laughs> and it had commercials. Yes, I also was Ridiculous. commercials. I'll just buy the stupid thing. If it comes out, it better come out. <laughs> Your, your boy has a Roku <laughs> stick, so I watched oh. it real easy. Ooh, fancy. You couldn't have avoided it if you tried. That's <laughs> right. You, you invited right him in your face. home. That's right. And now they have the he, – the, he's like the, 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 uh, the face of Roku because they also have the Weird Al show on there, and they also have UHF on there. So it's like all Weird Al all the time Ooh. now as they're sort of like creating original content for the first bit. What I actually have learned is that Roku bought or for some reason has all of the Quibi content. Oh, sure. So, Oh yeah. Cause Reno 911 went on there. Mm-hmm. I noticed. And that was Quibi for a second. So everything that was Quibi is now in Roku, which kind of makes this weird Al movie make more sense in the, in the pantheon of Quibiness. It's like got more of that vibe than a Hollywood studio vibe to it. That yeah. hearing the name Quibi, is like that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Like that just made me Quibi. feel really old and like, for I don't know. That's a pre-COVID thing too. It's just like, whew. <laughs> yeah. If bite size, if, what if what if Hollywood was YouTube? Yeah, <laughs> I think was the conceit. <laughs> what if? <laughs> and the answer that's is true. that'll no be a new thanks. show. No one wanted that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh. oh. 
So um, <laughs> I wanted to walk through this chronologically, I think. Um, walk through Jason what? Man, Sorry. Uh, uh, the whole Weird Al experience here. Oh. Um, yeah. J- Jason uh, uh, had messaged me and said, there are these. Well, okay. I'm, if I'm going to say chronologically, then I have to start with this email. I've lied to you. A what? An email. Oh, okay, cool. The film opened up at the Toronto Film Festival and won some sort of interesting award that I didn't know existed. Has anyone, for $5, anyone got the answer to this question? Uh, Most Uh, famous accordion movie uh, in a very specific (laughs) genre of movie. I don't know. Uh (laughs) That's probably it. That's probably it. Uh, It it, uh, won, where is it at? Is it the People's Choice Award for Midnight Madness? That's the one. It's the people. Ah, it's, no, not the, found it's it. not the People's Choice Award because oh. that went to the Fablemans. Or okay. Who's uh, coming up? Uh, this Spielberg. Is the that's right. This is the People's <laughs> Choice Award that's for Spielberg. mid in in the Midnight Madness Award, which mm. are like stranger, bizarre movies. Um, Ty West's Pearl was a runner-up. Um, the prequel to X. And then a yeah. movie called The Blackening, which is a I don't know any comedy. of those movies. Those ones did win. Ah, Pwn. This this was better than Pearl. I stand by that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> haven't seen it. Haven't seen the other one either. They look great. <laughs> Good recommendation, Tim. If you if you like, <laughs> we just talked about uh, Nature Trail to Hell. If you like Pearl, you'll love Weird, <laughs> the Al Yankovic story. That's <laughs> true. Okay, I got this email from my cousin, Stacy, who went to the L.A. premiere, which was or screening thing that was before the live streaming screening thingy. Oh, okay. Like a week or two or something. Uh, here's the email. Most memorable part of the... Oh, it was Beyond Fest. The Beyond Ooh. Fest Q&A was a very simple audience question. Um... In the, on the panel was J- uh, Jonah Ray, Eric Apple, and uh, Rain Wilson. Um, uh, the audience question was, with reference to Coolio and to Queen, is this a cursed movie? <laughs> uh, Jonah, Eric, what's, and Rain... What's the Queen response? What, does, what happened with Queen? I got the other... Just, did someone from Queen die I mean, or something? Famously Freddie Mercury, but... <laughs> I mean, oh, well, I mean, I mean, not recently, recently though. though. No, <laughs> okay. three of them are still here. Well, uh, Jonah, Eric, and Rain fell out laughing for a moment, and then Eric recovered, saying that the evening of the film's world premiere at TIFF was the same day that the Queen died. And oh, he, that Queen. Oh, different Queen. And that if you remember sense. at the that, closing, that reference makes sense. That, the closing credits, um, uh, they have those fake uh, photos. Right. And there's yeah, one yeah. where he and the queen are doing something together. She's got him in a headlock. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he and Al were among the few, parentheses only, question mark, people in attendance who had seen the final cut. So they were nervously waiting in the wings, peeking out at the audience to see if they were going to make a run for it after the credits, <laughs> or going to have to make a run for it. Apparently, they uh, it was a kind applause or something like that. That was the ultimate thing. Nice. That is the email I have from my cousin Stacy, who went to the early uh, festival premiere. Hmm. Yeah, lucky her. Did she get a wig and shirt? I don't know if she got a wig and shirt. She didn't report mm. that to me. Uh, but that leads me to my experience. Uh, Jason, why didn't you go? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I go? Oh, I, yeah. I had to go to Los Angeles suddenly, uh, so I was out of town. That's but, uh but yeah, uh, I, I'm, uh, I guess, a member of Alamo Drafthouse, and they sent me an email about it, and I thought, oh, you know who would be interested in this? My buddy Tim, who's got the Weird Al podcast. Nice. And I appreciate the message, because you sent me a message that was like, tickets are going fast, you better get yours. And I was like, cool. Yeah, and then yeah, I go yeah. to the website, and they were sold out. And I was like, you're right, they went fast. Yeah. <laughs> and the stores just started waiting around for the regular movie to come out like everybody else and you're like I can't go here you go and I was like oh my gosh and now let me explain to you the experience here so I go to the Alamo Draft House which I've never seen a movie at uh, but they got the everyone knows they got the 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 movie with the foods and if you go to one of their special screenings uh, their menu is themed around the movie this menu ooh ooh you got the menu Thief. that's pretty dope 
Thief. I would have pocketed that too. <laughs> All right. Here are. This is welcome to the U.S. premiere of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Here are the drinks. Um, like a surgeon. Does anyone want to take a bet on what's in like a surgeon? I'm gonna go with gin. It's. <laughs> I forgot to Sir lead with gin. this. Mm, uh, it's uh, non-alcoholic. Oh. Oh. Damn. Great. So no gin. I'm gonna. They had a good play on word and they couldn't use it. <laughs> I'm gonna guess something red. Cher- grenadine is grenadine in the mix? A Shirley Temple. I don't think so. Um, Cranberry juice. No. These are all great. Meatloaf. There is something that does have the word or that has the sound gin in it, but it's not gin. Mm. Collagen. It's pineapple juice okay. with orange fiery ginger, oh, lime honey syrup topped with ginger beer. I that doesn't oh. sound good so to me. So the ginger is the surgeon. Surgeon. That's right. Now I had the alcoholic grapefruit diet. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the pizza That's and good. beer. That's great. Anyone with a vodka. Anyone want to take a bet on what's that? That one is has. Is it like it's grapefruit? Is in it, it a Paloma? It's got tequila and grapefruit in it. Uh, wrong, uh, wrong, clear alcohol. Okay. Gin. <laughs> I was gonna say gin for They put vodka in there. It's It'd vodka. Vodka. Okay. vodka shaken with gra- grapefruit juice served in a salt-rimmed glass, and I wasn't prepared. For okay, how much so they're salt just cowards, and they didn't want to make a Paloma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you could for food, you could have a my Bologna, mm. which is, is a bologna sandwich, grilled bologna with melted cheddar on a toasted seeded bun with lettuce, tomato, and lemon garlic aioli served with fries and a pickle spear. Mm. <laughs> oh. I wonder if anybody actually got that. Oh, yes. I smelled it. The room. Yeah, I was going to say the room. <laughs> my, Stunk my... of bologna. <laughs> <laughs> um, eat it vegan. Mm. Eat it vegan is roasted sweet potato, wilted spin, wilted spinach. Like, that's a, a positive adjective. Wilted spinach. Wilted. Sliced mushrooms baked with brown rice and red quinoa topped with sliced cucumbers, red radish, and pickled red onion. Which I think is that just something great. they normally have, but they renamed it. Quinoa bowl. Okay. And then addicted to spuds. Ooh, I, fries. I ordered this. There are French fries tossed in truffled Parmesan cheese mm. and fried rosemary served with ketchup and lemon garlic aioli. $16, am I right? That one is $10. Oh, that's not bad, uh, yeah. actually. It's just fries, but still. That's right. That's, that's and then uh, how about some living in the fridge? <laughs> it's just, hey, menu. it's rotten fruit. Rotten food. <laughs> yeah, some, dubious food. Mold. <laughs> Pretty close. It's vegan hummus uh, made with black eyed peas, roasted bell peppers, garlic, and herbs served with corn tortilla chips. Is hummus not mm. normally vegan? Um, I wonder if they didn't serve. It's usually it's beans. That's, right? yeah. That's a well, great question. And probably. oil and tahini. Yeah, and then, you know, lamb. Optional, Grabbing, for, uh, optional for a hummus experience. Now, you'll never guess what's on the other side of this menu. What is on the... Oh, I already saw what it yeah, was. Yeah, so did I. But How is that possible? Because I showed it to you? You got clumsy poker hands, Tim. You see, unlike the audio people or the people listening, we are seeing what everything Sorry is Sorry to break happening. it to you. Tim, we can see you. All right. <laughs> we're playing Mad Libs. <laughs> oh! We're going to go We're gonna go in uh, some kind of order. Uh, are you uh, actually going to write on it? Yeah, I sure am. Oh, sad. Why? You're I already, I already worked, made sure my pen worked on it. <laughs> oh, you ruined it. <laughs> Jason's up first. I need an occupation, plural. Um, uh, EMTs. <laughs> can I? Can we know the? Because Mad Libs usually have like a, a title or like a some kind sure. of. Sure, it's going to be titled "Weird: The Al okay. Yankovic okay. Story." <laughs> so. Uh, Robert, adjective. Uh, stinky. Classic. Joel, something alive. Mmm, worm. <laughs> Jason, article of clothing, plural, adverb. An article of clothing that is a plural adverb? <laughs> I don't know why. I think, um... 
oh, we need an article of clothing and then following, uh, but on okay. the same dash gonna, line, a plural address. I'm going to say uh, a cardigan and uh oh cardigans that's the plural part oh i see and and then an adverb hmm is that is that still me yeah it's the same line i can't imagine splitting this up okay but and it's gonna be having a hyphen in it no it's just i think they just ran out of room i don't really know why they (laughs) didn't put these in two separate dashed lines but they're right up against each other so okay quickly okay quickly quickly thank you you were just buying time to remember what an adverb was. Okay. Uh, ad- oh, another adverb, Robert. Um, scrunchily. <laughs> Lee, I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, Joel, verb. Uh, uh, swim. Well done. Or swam. Uh, Jason, pretty. type of building. Um, leaning. Does that count? A leaning building. <laughs> I think it needed to be a verb or a noun, so I'm going to put leaning building. <laughs> That's exciting. Robert, adjective. Um, Harry. Nice. Joel, noun. Mm. Noun. Uh, watch. Is a noun? That's a noun and a verb. You did it. Oh, true. Uh, Jason, you in the plurals. Part of the body, plural. Um, toesies. Got him. Robert, a place. A place. Um, a gas station. Yes. I love gas stations. <laughs> Joel, a number. Ooh, 27. If you didn't pick 27, I was going to write it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Jason, plural noun. Uh, peoples. <laughs> uh, Robert, type of food. Uh, Twinkie. Excellent. Uh, Joel, noun. Mm, cup. You might be wondering what's right down there. <laughs> Jason, verb. Uh, jump. And Robert, last one, a noun. Okay, last noun. Mm. Oh, wow, big pressure. Handcuffs. Ooh. I don't know if it can be on Risque. The... Yeah, sure. We can, yeah. All right, here we go, everyone. <clears throat> like many great EMTs, Weird Al had a stinky childhood. It's not easy growing up in a conservative family when you're a musical worm who wears Hawaiian cardigans quickly and listens to Dr. Demento. Scrunchily, his parents couldn't understand why he wanted to swim. An artist, instead of working in a leaning building like his father... They had a lot of hairy arguments about it, which hurt Al more than a watch in the toesies. Finally, Al left home and moved into a small gas station with 27 friends. They encouraged him to follow his peoples. And you know what? His first song, My Twinkie, was a huge hit. It was even played on the cup. (laughs) After that, there was no way to jump Al. He was on the handcuffs to fame and fortune. Oh yes, wow. they didn't they didn't put too much thought in that. Mad libs are always just the best. I went to I went to the theater already dressed in a Hawaiian shirt, and I walked. Uh, and we nice. were we were waiting, and uh, two thirds of the people also had Hawaiian shirts on. <laughs> and then we were let into the uh, into the theater, and we had assigned seats. And when I got to my assigned seat, there was more stuff on the seat. And I was like, well, clearly this is the wrong seat because someone has already been here. And then the person next to me was like, no, 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 that is yours now. And I said, huh? And I look closer, <laughs> and on every single seat, they gave us Weird Al wigs. Okay. A Weird Al Hawaiian shirt, which this is Whoa. now Jason's. Weird Al, the Al Yankovic story. And if you bothered, 
adhesive fake mustaches. Oh. <laughs> That's some good promotional material to get. So I That's sat cool. there and I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to not wear this. So I wore two Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> Were you feeling upset that you already had a real mustache at that moment? I was a little bu- well. I was both a yeah. little bummed, and I was like, kind of okay, because like I don't really want to put this on my face. I have this. I'm <laughs> rocking the real one because I had recently mm. just dressed up as Weird Al for Halloween, so mm. it was good timing. <laughs> I had also ran to the printing shop the night before and printed off a hundred and something or other business cards for our podcast. And I was like, oh, you know who's gonna want these? Anyone who's coming to this show. <laughs> so they were just oh, like yeah, sitting totally. sitting in my pockets and I'm sort of a nervous introverted guy, but I was like, this is the safest crowd to do this with. <laughs> I won't be so much of a bother, but we'll test the waters. So I turned to the guy sitting next to me and I was like, hey man, so this is weird, but I do this Weird Al podcast and Weird Al sort of blown up this year and it's kind of crazy. You should listen to it. And he goes like, huh. And sort of reluctantly takes it. And it killed all of my desire to want to talk to anybody else. No. So I handed out exactly Love one that. business card and I sat on the rest of them. Oh, no. You should have just left them on a table somewhere. Yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. I could have just like sprawled them out or something like that. See, Go to the merch table. Or if they're, I don't know, it's a movie theater, I guess. But yeah, ask them to hand it out to the concessions. Yeah. So um, I can't quite tell who who shows up to the, this event because they're playing Weird Al music before the movie starts, and I'm like, kind of humming along to the and like singing along to the songs, and nobody else is. And I was like, this is weird vibes. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> so I was like, are these like Weird Al fans? Are they just movie fans? Are there are people here ironically? Like I don't know who is here necessarily. Um, and then as uh, the uh, I don't know, 20 minutes before the movie started, uh, Roku uh, projected a live stream red carpet uh, huh? of the actual red carpet processions in L.A. into onto our screen. And so there was this kid who was like, I don't know, maybe 21, who had the microphone for Roku and was huh? uh, timidly interviewing all of these uh movie stars and directors while they're coming across and he kept on saying like oh and we're live with everyone at all the theaters right now and i think his go-to question was like is there anything that you want to tell audiences to like expect or like prime them before the movie and there was a lot of like jokes of like this is absolutely true there's no lies in here it's like the 100 <laughs> true story of weird al which is like the go-to joke and it was fun but then in the theater, there was another guy with a microphone, more gregarious than the guy on the screen in the live stream, whose job it was to talk while there were any lulls in the in the live stream <laughs> event. And he was and he was very much like, "Here's my job. I'm gonna talk whenever there's a dead space." And uh, he had like a card filled with like random weird owl facts. And then uh, jokingly, he would like have us cheer the words Roku <laughs> really loud. Oh no. Roku gave him an extra five bucks. See, he was hoping all the Roku fans came to the movie screen. (laughs) That's right. Roku! And then finally, the movie began. And we'll talk about the movie from here on out. And then as the movie ended, uh, they had a a Q&A, a a really, really quick Q&A. And they they said um, to, like, submit your questions or, like, get ready for questions or whatever. But they had you submit them on Twitter because they were going to the L.A. crew. And then uh, it was hosted by Dr. Domeno, which was cool to see. But he asked, like, three questions. Uh, so my question wasn't asked. Um, but IMDB has answered my question since. So that What was your uh, question, Tim? My question was, like, what references to the number 27 did I miss was my question. Mm. And there's in the a, movie? Yeah, in the movie. And there's mm. a, there, in IMDB it lists two of them. So maybe that's all of them. Maybe it's hmm. not, but there we are did you miss them i missed them yeah i didn't catch ah, nice. them either what were they uh when i think backstage of the of the of the doors concert mm-hmm. um when he's like breaking up with the band kind of apparently yeah. they're in like section 27 like oh of, okay. of, of that back yeah. walkway yeah, yeah. and then when they're in columbia madonna is like sitting on or next to a crate that has the number 27 on oh, it oh snap uh, i have not uh, of these forgive me for not being like as much of a weird al uh, super knowledgeable fan as, as you guys but is there what is the significance of 27 to uh weird al or am i what what am i missing i'll let joel take this uh it's kind of 
I don't know. There's a lot to it, but it, the basic premise is he started using the number 27 on accident a couple times. People noted it, and then he started using it on purpose all the mm. time. And then there's just mm. a bunch of weird coincidences that also go on it, and it's this huge, long website that's dedicated. <laughs> but um, he since it, it like embraced that and then started sticking his work. And then the 90s, I guess he embraced it. But still, yeah, so the number 27 shows up a lot. It's like on just his shirts or... Mm anything really. and we we have dogpiled onto it our call-in number for this show has two different 27s in it which i'm proud of <laughs> nice and then uh we've been bothering this guy who's been bothering us back and we have to call him greg <laughs> oh god who we oh, found yeah. greg we found uh, an advertisement for 27 dollars, and we're like well we have to clearly follow this up <laughs> and regretfully we are still following through with all this dumb plants um so there's 27 um I've talked ad nauseum. We've, we've brought y'all in to talk about the film. I want you to talk about whatever you want to. We go in order. We can go things that are memorable. We can talk about tropes. You can talk about jokes. You can talk about cameos. You can talk about whatever you want. I'm just here to host our convo. Nice. So he said, Tim's clamming up. He's not going to talk anymore. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, I at least have some notes about the movie. Mm-hmm. Not a ton, but like my biggest thing is this isn't the first Al bio or like thing about him because there he did like another fake version of his life years ago. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Is that the new one? Funny or die short that it is not that it was uh, just because he did a fake. uh, It's this right here. The complete Al is a fake about his life, but it's more done in a documentary style rather than like a biopic. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still the same basic thing where they kind of just embellish stuff and put it out. Um, but it's really fun. And I, I think it might be on Roku, too. I don't know if that's pos for sure on that. Mm. But you can buy the DVD. Mm. Um, that's the, the one that we watched together, right, Joel? Yeah, we watched it. There's yeah. there's um, too much with that one guy. Yes. The guy who plays his manager is in it a lot. A lot. <laughs> and he's not that funny. It's kind of funny. funny. I like some of it, but... Uh, you know, uh, knowing almost nothing about uh, his life, uh, I, you know, it was for me, I, I thought this is just such a fun movie. Uh, but were you guys disappointed that, like, you know, they're not they're not really doing uh, his his real life story in any sense? It seems like I don't know. No, it, It's on par for what I would expect out of him. And right. plus, the real life story isn't much to even talk about i mean yeah. there'd be stuff to talk about but like you know kind of i mean the joke is that his life isn't rock and roll enough to justify <laughs> right pretty drama right. free yeah yeah other than right. like the few celebrities that were the like, guy doesn't no, even drink do or song. smoke or swear and yeah uh, and so they're like what happens so the original bit from the short is like what happens if if we figure out that he's like actually like hardcore drug <laughs> rock and roll right right guy I was just gonna say I love that I love the way that it's uh, a parody of these biopics. I mean, like in the Walk Hard sort of tradition, and maybe even in the Bohemian Rhapsody tradition. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's just so much fun. All the, the scenes of him conceiving uh, my Bologna for the first time—it's just uh, <laughs> so perfectly done. Uh, you know, so elaborated. All those little things of uh, 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 you know, little things uh, coming to his mind all of a sudden. I love that. I like I like the sprinkling of like I don't know ha- call them half truths throughout the movie too or like ways that they purposely were like no this isn't what really happens like um, when he's like first playing my Bologna for um, for Al and for Will Forte the Scotty brothers they're like we're gonna get you a fourteen record deal just like that and he's like wow really and they're like no <laughs> but that's like kind of what happened for him they signed him up yeah. for a huge record contract. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's lots of fun. And, like, even just, like, the guy who came to sell him recordings or whatever, that did happen. Mm-hmm. Although his dad didn't beat the shit out of him <laughs> afterwards. That part was made up, but the first part was true. <laughs> so, and then, so there's, like, little things. Yeah, the, um, uh, what else? Uh, the recording, the first song in a bathroom is yeah. true. Although it was at his not college. Not with a band. Not with yeah, a with band, him. and yeah. it was at the college campus. And then he's met Madonna for like 15 seconds. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the extent of their relationship. Yeah. Um, right. And what's weird, because also, like, she at least came up with the like a surgeon joke. But that in the movie, they don't go into that. Mm-hmm. He still comes up with it on his own. Yeah. 
So that's also just an inaccurate fact. I think they did it on purpose, I'm assuming, to just keep with the inaccuracies. Yeah. But mm-hmm. My favorite lie was the reveal that Michael Jackson did not write <laughs> yes. before. Yeah, they tripled down. It is an original yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, that whole conversation, where, like too. the whole audience blew up at that whole scene where they're like, <laughs> what is this? It's an original. Yeah. And they were all like, we're all sitting there, we're like, our brains. <laughs> Uh, and so he good. doesn't even when they're like he's re- he's coming out with a new song called Beat It and he's like that kid from the Jackson 5 like doesn't yeah. even know who he is just like when he was like what is it about eggs because of course I, asked <laughs> I don't think food. it's about food at all <laughs> yeah, he's like it's like about violence or non-violence I don't know <laughs> which is the struggle I had when we covered it earlier this season I don't know yeah. um, there's a line at one point where he says like uh, what is he? I don't want to. I don't want to be the new Michael Jackson. I don't want to be the new Indiana Jones. That I thought was, <laughs> was great, just because UHF opens like with the whole Indiana Jones dream yeah. sequence. Oh, or yeah, yeah. So I thought yeah. that was a little like a, a little Very bit connected. of a wink. Good old Hey Boy as well. You can't forget the Hey Boy. Hey Boy was an awesome joke, because because like phonetically you're like i don't know what hey boy means (laughs) and then it's literally a boy boy made of hay sitting in there (laughs) oh this reminds me is that when we were at our viewing we get to the it's kind of the the climax the reveal that the father was amish right he was a child (laughs) and our video cut out Oh, great. And for that whole sketchbook montage, it was a uh, purple screen. It was like we oh, could not, oh. couldn't see anything, and we heard the whole audio of it. And uh, Great. Uh, and then, like, by the time he had closed the book, the audio turned, or the videos turned back on. So he, like, Weird. missed all of the sketch business. And, like, people were kind of freaking out, but we're all Weird Al fans, so we're all very polite, and we're mostly just like, I don't know what that is. Did you see any of the sketch? Uh, I think like the very first like three seconds of it. It's almost like they weren't done with it yet. And they're like, hang on, just premiere it, but we'll just cut that part out. (laughs) And then we'll put it in in a few days. I also had to pee when Pablo Escobar died. So I I had to (laughs) catch up on my second viewing. I went pee during my ad breaks. That's wise. (laughs) (laughs) What What do you got in your little notes section there, Joel? Note sections. What? No, I do. Uh, there's some stuff in here, but um, uh, do you guys, you know, the ending where he pops out with a zombie hand? Yes, I've seen it. That's a parody of something. I didn't know it was a joke. I was sure. just like, "What was that?" I just thought I was dumb. Apparently, it's the closing scene from Carrie. Yes. Or one of the Carries. She comes up. Sure. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then the whole. It's been it's been used a million. Times yeah, like now. I just know it's a trope, but like I guess it's a specific yeah. trope. Uh, and then, like, um, the only other right. real, like, there's, like, a the pool party scene, which is amazing, of course. Oh, I wrote down from, so many notes. It's like a boogie night. Totally boogie night. Yeah. And then oh, even yeah. in an interview with uh, Weird Al, he said that Dr. Demento was based off of the boogie nights Burt Reynolds character for this movie. <laughs> yeah, let's talk the pool so, party scene. It's, oh, like, the highlight of the movie. Pretty much. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Yorma's yeah. in there. So Dan Reckless I, said I that just, was his favorite character was the Pee Wee Herman Yorma. Tacom? I don't know what his last name. But. Yeah, pulls his hand <laughs> off and falls down. <laughs> yeah. I just read a interview bit where they were... So there was a there's an understanding with Weird Al and Queen that like he doesn't ever... Apparently in the original song, um, he wasn't allowed to mention uh, Freddie Mercury for whatever reason. And okay. then, oh, I don't even think I knew that. Which well. is odd. And a weird thing to put in this article, so it seems dubious to me. But huh. and perhaps as a continued point of respect, he didn't put Freddie Mercury into the pool party scene. And what they were gonna originally do was have all three Lonely Island guys play all of the other members of Queen. Oh, okay, that's good. okay. That but been fun. Andy Samberg couldn't show up, so then the other two guys played two different people. Akiva plays uh, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, yeah. And uh, Yarma plays uh, Pee Wee Herman, which is awesome because apparently he has a killer. As we all see, he has got a killer Pee Wee Herman impersonation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also love the like, hi, I'm John Deacon. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. He's like, uh, Queen? They're like, still the bass player in Queen. Oh, oh okay, yeah. 
Yeah, see, I had Still the exact same gay. reaction, though, because mm-hmm. I didn't know who it was. So when they said it, I was just like them, where I was like, I don't know who that guy that is. That was one of a couple so, of moments I where I was laughing way loud before the rest of the audience. Because, yes. Because we, um, we had covered Queen, we covered that song on this show, and so I learned all about John Deacon because he wrote that song. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as he, as soon as he like slowly started walking towards the camera, I started laughing. That's John Deacon right there. That's John yeah. Deacon, everyone. <laughs> and he says his name's John Deacon. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> nice. Um, apparently that whole uh, pool party was just cast by Al every year since out a Christmas card. Um, and this year he uh, sent with the Christmas card a bunch of invites to be like, we're doing this pool party Ooh. scene. Will you come out and film for it? And anybody who responded it was then there, so you know Conan, all those people. Yeah. So um, kind of a fun way of doing it. So That's the like great. the quote quote from Al specifically is a uh, quote. Uh, I was sort of the casting director for that particular pool scene. I went through my address book and emailed a bunch of friends and said, "Hey, we're shooting a crazy pool pal- party. Uh, <laughs> do you want to spend half a day in doing it?" And uh, people showed up. So that's pretty fun. Good for him. I want the uh, greeting cards. Maybe we'll get one. Maybe we'll tomorrow. Get one. Yeah, speaking of, <laughs> there is two hosts of a of a Weird Al podcast, Dave and Ethan's Two Thousand Inch uh, Podcast, which is Weird Al themed show. It started a couple years <clears> ago. <throat> They've actually had Al on their podcast, and mm. they someone reached out to them and said, "If you can fly yourselves to L.A., we'll put you in the movie." And so in the in the biker bar scene. Uh, where they play another one rides the bus, I think. No, I love Rocky Road for yeah. the first time. They're like in the front and like doing the whole fist bumps and all that. Okay, stuff. Fist and that's that's oh, the wow. heckler scenes, right? In the beginning, yeah. Uh, there's with, two with other Pat people who are supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, Pat Oswald was there uh, as well as they were supposed to have Aaron Paul, but he got COVID right ah. at the last minute, so he couldn't be there. Um, and also Pat Oswald was supposed to be Doctor Demento in this movie in general, but he broke his foot. And was not able to film it, so three days before they filmed, they got Ranger Wilson. So he was wow. very last minute, but but yeah, they at least got him for the heckle scene, I guess. I have to watch the movie again. I don't really remember. If it wasn't <laughs> on Roku, I would have. <laughs> Do you guys know any stories or like just the you know origin story of the actual band members? You know, because in the movie they just are happen to be his roommates. But is there is there any real story behind that? No, the only true part with that was that performance with my Bologna. The drummer does bang on his accordion case, but uh, like they weren't roommates oh. beforehand. They just met. Uh, the drummer and him met first, and then they met the other two members later. I think just through recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So John Bermuda Schwartz, the guy who plays drums, met Weird Al at the Doctor Demento studio because because John was uh-huh. making his own comedy music as a solo guy, I think. And then they were they were visiting the studio at the same time, and then like we're jamming together. And then like this, Doctor Demento's radio show was operated a lot like my college radio show, which was just like just kind of show up and scream into these microphones next to me. <laughs> yeah. And there's like seven regular quote unquote characters, which are just like these sort of nutty college kids that would come in. And, yeah, uh, like my dad's on a, like one or two of them, and I really wanted to find and listen to them. Oh, you can use that little database website that we. Yeah, have. but I don't know oh. which one it is. Or you any, can just, I just type in his name. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. while you talk wow. about the next scene. I'm gonna go see if I can find your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was gonna say that uh, you know the the band is has always been so good. Like I, uh, when I was like nine or ten, uh, when the bad hair day album came out. I was like a fan of it when I was a kid and, yeah. and I went to see them at, at like the Fillmore in San Francisco. Nice. And uh, I just remember thinking they were so damn good. Cause every single song is like a totally different genre of music. And they're just like nailing all of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah. I actually just read an interview with John Bermuda where he was talking about that specifically and how interesting it is to work on that kind of level of uh, music. Cause most people work in a specific genre, they perfect a certain thing, yeah. but they're like working on all of it and they're doing it all very yeah. well. So it's like, it's a uh, very impressive. Completely. Well, and then there's Completely. even like style, just the style parodies, right. Where they're pretty yeah. much like, I have to play pretend I'm Phil Collins today or you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. How yeah, would yeah, they yeah. play this kind of, but not exactly. <laughs> Another little aside from, from me going to that show uh, is that I think I told Tim once that I was a little kid. I was a stupid little kid and I, I was in the front row 
And for whatever stupid reason, I decide that I want to take Weird Al's shoe. So I, at some point during the show, he's got these like slip on shoes that are like, you know, kind of checkered and funny. Yeah. Uh, and I, for, I, I would, you know, I, I used to go to a lot of concerts when I was a kid and I, you know, you would, you would get like a drumstick or something that, that you get to kind of keep as a memento. And for some stupid reason, I thought, oh, I'm just going to take his shoe. And he had to kind of like fight me off to like, uh, keep his shoe oh, keep me from stealing his shoe. Like what'd you do? Go on I mean, stage it, or something? How'd you? No, I, I was, I was just in the front row and I like reached up on stage. He was like right in front of me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if he if he ever hears this podcast, I just want to apologize. Uh, you know, so I don't know if he remembers some little kid trying to steal his shoe once uh, way back when. I love this that. Is like more, you know, many years ago now. Sad you didn't get it. Uh, too. Yeah, so sad. <laughs> I it, I mean, it would have really been amazing to have it on you a shelf. At least for, offer a trade. You know, fifteen years. Like one, a shoe for a shoe. I know. I know. I should have given him mine. Wouldn't have fit probably because I was nine or ten. <laughs> Joel, is your dad's name John? Yes. All right. So J O H N. You got to look at the episode from 1977 that aired on <laughs> August 28th. Special topic: nice. a second tribute to Groucho Marx, including some extremely rare recordings and guest John Tefteller. Okay, and it's about Marx Brothers. That makes perfect sense. Why so. does that make perfect <laughs> sense? Uh, that's the stuff I'm working on right now. For instance, is Marx Brothers stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah, but. Good things. Um, that's funny. I should listen to that because I tried looking for it once and I couldn't. But um, good old Barry Hansen, <laughs> Doctor D. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts on Daniel Radcliffe in this film as Al? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Who are you? Anybody? Anybody? anybody. The only the guys only like times I did like it. I did like him, the man. Um, but like the, the only times where I was really thrown off was just seeing Al's voice come out of his mouth is <laughs> does is not quite right. Yeah, and I think that's part of a joke in, a, yes. in and of itself, which is uh, pretty funny too. But yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, look you know, I, I kind of love that. That's on purpose. I, I kind of yeah. loved hearing, at least hearing uh, the real Weird Al's voice. That was kind of kind of great. I mean, I, I was kind of worried to hear him attempt to <laughs> to sing like him. I, I so. liked that this is like another another notch in the belt for Daniel Radcliffe's weird ass film choices <laughs> post Harry Potter. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's such a cool uh, bold uh, choice for yeah. him to make to to do that but role. Then, yeah, and apparently, I heard a wish list of actors, and I don't think they would have gotten this person. But they're like, at some <laughs> point, they mentioned that Adam Dri Adam Driver was on the list, and that's and nice, I was actually. like, wow. what is at least tall. different kind of. <laughs> vibe that would have been <laughs> so yeah. he probably would have been great i i bet he would have been yes, great at yeah it. so i'm like because well, there's a lot of like what didn't you know there's a lot of like faux rage mm -hmm. throughout in the actual story they ended up on of him you know just being a, a little bit a diva and being angry and that's what we 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 love adam driver punching the wall so like that's right let's get him shooting people in columbia because I'm never scared of Daniel Radcliffe, really, but uh, I would be <laughs> terrified of, a, of Adam Driver with a dumb wig. Well, and Daniel Radcliffe's, you know, not he's a shorter guy, and Adam Driver, I couldn't imagine. Like, there's something, something like, um, like pupil and like student and teacher of Doctor Demento, like showing him around that, that like would have would have been such a weird physical dynamic if it's like Adam Driver and. <laughs> Whoever's playing Dr. Demento is probably shorter than him. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought uh, Daniel Radcliffe, he, he, he nailed the tone. He nailed the humor of it. I mean, he, he totally got it. Yeah. Um, didn't really matter that he wasn't like physically resembling right. him necessarily. Yeah. I thought that, that just added to a joke with him not really looking yeah. at him. Yeah. Is... Yeah. Like the, just like the weird wig to make the actor look like like <laughs> yeah. it's so dumb when hollywood's like these people need to believe that he is whatever you know musical performer he's supposed to be but you also know it's a famous actor because you want to go see the famous actor so it's like yeah you know the bohemian rhapsody of like make him look like freddie mercury but you know it's rami malik because you want to see rami <laughs> malik but we'll put a weird mustache on him and all the teeth and all that stuff right yeah. you guys see elvis i did not I was told it was fine. The guy who plays Elvis is great. Yeah. The guy who plays Elvis is really great. 
This Tom Hanks guy playing the ma- manager, though. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> He's in a bit of a different film. Yeah. <laughs> Are there but, any tropes from the... But it works. This, it this works. was filmed before... This was filmed earlier this year, if you can imagine. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But were there any tropes in Elvis that get regurgitated in this film? I heard that one's a little bit avant-garde and off the wall, but... It's Baz Luhrmann. It's very flashy. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's got similar things of just, you know, someone's going to do something, you know, world shattering. And I mean, obviously they're playing it straight in the Elvis uh, version, (laughs) but it's kind of, they're both like very uh, exaggerated in the Elvis version. It's like for the intent of that. uh, But in this, it's totally for the comedic effect of it. This movie was shot in 18 days. Are you wow. serious? Yeah, 18 wow. between Very February quick. and March this year. So like months ago. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, quick wow. turnaround. With some COVID restrictions. Very efficient. Um, so it's got some... Uh, th- what I've noticed in a bunch of the scenes is that they will have a scene in one location, and then Daddy Roy Cliff will like turn 90 degrees, and another character will walk in, and they will have a second scene at the same exact location. And it happens like three or four times. I was like, I bet you this is a budgety thing, <laughs> and like a and uh, we're <laughs> filming this in two weeks kind of a situation. I'm like, we don't need a new location. We're just gonna do it here. Yeah, that happened definitely. Yeah. I think there's a thing in where they're driving the car, two characters, and they have one conversation, and then later they're the same two characters are in a car but dressed differently and having a conversation and mm-hmm, I was like mm-hmm. that was filmed with the same day <laughs> but I mean <laughs> fine but th- it happens yeah. on their budget of 200 mil or 8 mil well it certainly wasn't 200 no I was confused of the I looked up what the budget was for the complete Al 2 and that was 200,000 uh, but this is 8 mil for this movie and it's uh, I don't know if they're making money it's Roku how do they make money they don't <laughs> That Roku the ads. Just like, Roku just the ads. Money. Oh, the ads, I guess. Yeah, the <laughs> ads. Um, and also, apparently, Roku refused, despite Al's constant begging, to allow it to go into theaters to get an, an Oscar. And instead, they want to win a Creative Arts Emmy. It's such a bummer. It wouldn't matter <laughs> un- until the song at the end credits yeah which is a funny song because it just it continues the movie theme of like calling things out meta style and it says in the middle of the song it's like this song is technically up for oscar consideration <laughs> but now we learned it's not because not. roku wouldn't let them meet their minimum requirements yeah like they refused to as well it's not like they just mm. didn't know about it or something they were just like nope and that annoys me that bothers me so mm. Roku, right, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the financiers, how dare you? Creative Arts Creative Arts Emmy doesn't have quite the flow of, you it know. It doesn't. Yeah. It's like for YouTube yeah. shorts, not for full-ass <laughs> movies. No, it's dumb. That's dumb. But, you know, they it, it, is, it is like a neat thing that Roku was willing to make like a pure cult movie. This is like, you know, this is not necessarily like a broad spectrum movie this is like for a cult audience that is going to be a cult movie for very particular yeah. people and that's it's, that's especially cool. as like yeah. their foray into original content they're like we need a flagship to get <laughs> yeah. let's do this project from weird al which is really yeah uh super fun and they reported that it's obviously it's it's as like their most successful piece of content that they have on there which uh, yeah. they don't have anything else competing with it so that makes sense i but. created an account just to watch it so they, <laughs> they got my email they can go sell it to somebody <laughs> i i dug it um i guess just a couple little other just little jokes that i thought were funny the the fact they made amish paradise come out in 1985 is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> like that joke alone i was like oh they're just shoving this up in the front and then Making the dad write it, I guess. <laughs> and cool, Coolio's still at the Grammys, just yeah, to. Yeah, Coolio's still at the Grammys. <laughs> One of, another fun dig was they made Weird Al beat Prince. Yes. In an award, which didn't happen. And Weird Al and Prince have a feud. I don't know if anyone knows that. Or minor feud, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, a disagreement. They, uh. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't. They weren't. He wasn't supposed to look at him that one time. <laughs> yeah, there's like that whole thing, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, so I enjoyed making. Uh, they had him in there getting all upset about losing to him. I was like, ah, that's good. And then Al got shot. Uh-oh. He's dead. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, no. <laughs> so it seems like the, the point of references that have been mentioned in, in the interviews has been like, okay, this is like one-third uh, or maybe even more of like Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. I haven't seen mm-hmm. Rocket Man, but apparently those, I haven't seen any of them those films are similar to each other, I suppose. Um and then 
uh, Boogie Nights. Uh, there's a lot of Boogie Nightsiness in it. I know that very well, so that's nice. They also, they <laughs> also, he cited uh, Forrest Gump in that. Forrest Gump? It's sort of like a lifelong story, and th- there's like weird, very different chapters of what a person decides to do with their life and time along the way. And I think that's to, sure. to, to like incorporate the Colombian drug lord uh, subplot. <laughs> yeah. You're saying that was from an Al interview where he said that? Yeah, he was like, yeah, they were like citing oh, him okay. and, I didn't and come across uh, that the director. They were talking to like um, different sources of inspiration. Nice. Okay, I don't think I saw any with the director. I was just looking up a bunch of random ones over the past few days and watching them, but I missed that. But that's good. And I guess if you want to consider the whole credit sequence as like him being in a lot, like, you know, interacting with a lot of random famous people. That's right. <laughs> supposedly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's funny that they make such a big deal out of him uh, basically not really writing original songs. But I, I actually think my, my favorite songs of his are, are his original songs. I, I, I like uh, Everything You Know Is Wrong oh, yeah. and yeah, uh, Since great. You've Been Gone. And, you know, those are kind of the best ones uh, from my, my taste. This is so exciting to have actual people who like Weird Al on this show because I've wrangled so many of my friends. And the last three have been great but they've also been like, uh, I like Eat It, and uh, <laughs> I've heard of that Nirvana one. So it's nice to know that you've, you're cutting, Just, cutting to yes. the core yeah. here. A you nice said everything you know is wrong. I haven't kept up with <laughs> it. Oh, that song's so good. That's, um, how, many, uh, how many albums does he have after Bad Hair Day? After? Uh, like five, maybe. Yeah. Five, Approximately. Yeah, so I don't I'm, know offhand, I'm but you know, there's a few. I'm way behind. What's your, what's your favorite album? See, uh, this is what I know Tim's mentioned this before, and just in general, people say that, or I think Al himself said this, that everyone's favorite Weird Al record is the one that came out when they were 10, which maybe stands <laughs> wow. out to what you were saying about Bad that's, Hair Day. That's, yeah. Mine, well, it's the only one I've heard. Yeah, mine was Running With Scissors around approximately. Mine is uh, also Running With Scissors uh, for that very same reason. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I think Running mm-hmm. With Scissors is probably my f- That one or poodle hat i kind of switch around and then even um and then uh in 3d is really up there but that didn't come out when i was alive so it doesn't count for this anyway robert (laughs) dare to to be stupid was the first one i was really into i don't think it's my favorite anymore still very good but um but mine's uh, mine's also probably a tie between poodle hat and running with scissors i think i don't know i love i love the your horoscope for the day man that one's so good. <laughs> Aquarius. And I got a, I, yeah, a poodle hat, super strong, running with scissors, probably my favorite, but also Mandatory Fun is such a great, such a great album. The last one, it's surprising that it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a song or two on there that are not, I don't know, there's a song on there that I don't, I hate, but they, uh, but like, like you said there's a song them, which one name names uh inactive i think inactive is a bad song i think if we ever rank all the songs ever it's gonna be the bottom one one of my issues with that one i think was that not only was it not necessarily the best the sound quality it sounds of it was, bad yeah it doesn't sound because like the original has like i don't really like it but it has oomph to like the there's like that kind of stuff yeah. in it and they're trying on this but it doesn't work and i was like ah hmm. bummer guys yeah, no good I don't need to bring this whole episode down with my least favorite Weird Al song, but <laughs> Mandatory Fun is great, with that exception. The the polka on Mandatory Fun is also great. Yeah, We didn't talk about how great the polka party is in the movie. Oh, That's oh, like polka party. That Minnesota sound! <laughs> yeah. Everyone having so just loving polka as it happened, <laughs> yeah. of course. I laughed hard. Yeah, that was that was definitely taken from reality. Yeah, like the the joke <laughs> yeah. isn't that polka is bad. The joke is that everyone loves polka as popular music. Yeah, like it's drugs. <laughs> and everyone and they're all doing Accordions they're are all drugs. doing the chicken dance to make fun of him. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's primo joke. That's so good. And that kid is from. I was trying to recognize who that kid was. He's the kid from the um, from the Wet Hot American Summer series. Uh, on mm. Netflix, mm. Uh, I only saw the movie. First day of camp that season. He's like the main kid, mm. and that was. It took me. For, mm. I had to go on IMDb later to figure out who on earth he was. It was <laughs> bothering me. Here's a poll quote that I have. Um, uh, this is from. Uh, I was looking at. It's at like a seventy percent Rotten Tomatoes score. 
both okay. both in critics and in user audience. And um, one of the um, most of I was as I was scrolling through IMDb uh, reviews, all of the ones that are like like three stars or less, almost all of them are like like annoyed that there aren't that there are inaccuracies. Like, <laughs> oh, they sort of you. missed they missed the the thesis of the film, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. They, yeah. they, most of those people probably have not even seen the film. They, they just want to have an opinion, put hate into the world. Um, and <laughs> the I also trolls. think, I also think that, uh, that because I watched it in the theater experience and then at my house, and the delta is massive on how much I enjoyed the film from the first viewing to the second viewing. Sure. And uh, yeah, that that environment and the the ridiculousness of the environment was perfect for the film itself. Yeah. I can imagine lots of things falling flat uh, if I was sort of first time watching the film. Yeah, it's totally built uh, for uh, watching it with an audience. It's so sad that it will only be, uh, you know, on online. Yeah, streamed from my little computer screen. <laughs> I will always complain about this. Here's uh, Leah, no Roku. <laughs> Leah Greenblatt from Entertainment Weekly. She gave it a B. And here's the poll quote. In alternative facts fever dream, so bent <laughs> on the certifiability, certifiably ridiculous that it circles back around somehow to sweetness. You don't need any of it, really, but as far as celebrity hagiographies go, you kind of can't beat it. Hagiographies? Yeah, there's a word I didn't know. Does anyone know this I have word? Not this heard of the word $15 word that they threw into this Weird Al movie review? It's spell hagiography. Hagio. Hagiography. 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 It's a biography of like an exalted individual. Oh, it's a so uh, it's a, a biography. biography of a saint or ecclesi- <laughs> ecclesiastical leader, which is funny. seems specifically religious. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I just thought it was. We've all been collaborating on one about you. Oh, good. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> it is my birthday week, after all. Oh, we. Uh, uh, I just thought it was so funny that someone threw in that word into a review about the Weird Al movie that I needed to bring it up a second time. Entertainment <laughs> Weekly has got to find any chance. Yeah. To... <laughs> Why do they feel like they have to be uh, above the content? The content is like a certain pitch. Uh, meet it where it lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also because of this movie, we have a new record that's coming out to add to the collection. Yeah, it's coming out. Oh, yeah. Anyone collects vinyl or Weird Al material, but there's now a record, and I pre-ordered the pink one. The CD is <laughs> coming out in January, but the the vinyl doesn't come out till like March or something like that. Yeah, but it's fun. You get because the there's new recordings of these songs on there. Some of them are shorter because they're not that much in the movie, but it's still almost complete versions. Uh, and some of them are really good, like Like a Surgeon sounds dope. The new one. Oh, I haven't done a side by side analysis. Yeah, or maybe they are complete versions. Yeah, because two minutes on this one. I love Rocky Road is two and a half. Yeah, so uh, but they sound pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed them. It's just you know same songs but fresher. Well, there's the whole Especially there's the whole um, score that's included. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's yeah. that which I listen to and it's fine. It's there's, very traditional sounding movies. Score. There's the song <laughs> done by the punk band that's like ten seconds long. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. The what, what's the name? It's Skunk Bar for something. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the Johnny Pemberton and company. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's not written here. I read it earlier. Yeah, okay. And it starts off with uh, who I didn't know was the narrator. It was. It sounded like Sam Elliott, but it's uh, Diedrich Bader doing a Sam uh-huh. Elliott impersonation, and uh, it's wonderful. Oh, the narrator. I just thought it was um, Daniel Ratcliffe with a weird voice automator on it or something, but it was somebody else completed. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't meet Diedrich Bader once. Uh, I saw him once <laughs> at the La Brea Tar Pits. Oh. oh, nice. Is that one of your lame claim to fame? It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. At the La Brea Tar Pits. I've been there. I got to see the tar. I saw the fake dinosaurs falling in it, or elephants, I think. Well, I think both. I don't know. Ah, nice, probably. There's a Guillermo del Toro exhibit going on, and I saw that. Pretty neat. <laughs> Um, any final thoughts, uh, inquiries, questions, feelings? 
as we close. I'm glad the movie was made, and I thought it was hilarious, and they better put it on a way where I can buy it and put it on my stupid TV. <laughs> yeah. I uh, pleasantly surprised that when they were like, you want a sandwich? Yeah, I'll make you a sandwich. That it was not a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it just was my a, mind went there as well. Yeah. Bologna's fine, but... To show the inspiration of a scene. Yeah, that's you know you're too far into the Weird Al hole when it's not inside jokey enough for you. you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's still jokes. and is still very inside. <laughs> yeah, jokey. I was like, I'm too far down. I'm too far down. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad they made it and surprised it got made. It's based off a stupid little short. Well, it's a funny yeah. short, but I just. Stupid's a compliment in my mind. But yeah, this dumb, stupid short came out and uh, he played it at all his concerts. It got popular. Now there's a movie. I'm stoked. And it's the director. Uh, Color me excited. Uh, it's the first feature film from this director who's been doing a lot of comedy TV for the last 10 years. And oh. he's now signed nice. up to do a Jack Black vehicle uh, called Step Dude, I believe is what it's. Oh, that's a weird name for a car. That <laughs> well, well said. We'll sit. Thank you. <laughs> I'll see it. He did a good job as Wolfman Jack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was 33 years between UHF and this film, and knock on wood, uh, it won't be 33 years until the next one. Uh, In... But maybe these two Weird Al podcast hosts will get invited to pay for their own <laughs> flight to get onto the set and be a part of it. We'll see. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We'll see. I think Weird Al will be 100. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, not bad. That's fine. Mel Brooks is still kicking. That's true. He's not making stuff, though. Yeah, but he's <laughs> kicking. He is kicking. He was he was on an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. He was. I saw that one. <laughs> Eating hoagies in his living room. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one, too. The height of his career. <laughs> um. Well, everyone, uh, we're coming to a close here. I appreciate y'all's time hanging out and kicking it with us. Speaking of kicking it, um, uh, Robert, uh, I, at the beginning of the show, I said some things. Uh, if you want people to to keep the Bohorkas train rolling, uh, what should they be interested in, in doing with their free time? Oh, boy. Um, well, I produce a bunch of podcasts also, um, as we mentioned earlier, under uh, we have a network and co-op here in Seattle called Party Fish Media. Um, so you can go to our website, partyfish.media, and see all the shows we do. Um, if you want to hear more of just the ones I do, um, you can search Oops All Franchises, which is ranking movie franchises and sequels, um, or 24 Flames Per Second, which is just people arguing about movies. It's real fun. There's an episode. What with... is your highest ranked franchise? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, currently? <laughs> so we're like, we just started the show in July. Um, and right now, the number one franchise is Toy Story. And mm. uh, last place is Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Check yeah. Out. Whatever okay. system you're using, it's working out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, Jason Mann, same question to you, but replace all the things that I said Robert with, with the name Jason. Uh, well, um, uh, I'm working on, on a film at the moment, uh, that's not done. So I'll let you know when it's done there, Tim. And yeah, I, I wish you would. Mm. Yeah. Is this why, is this why you cryptic. couldn't go to the, to the film thing? Cause you had to go to LA for a film thing. No comment. Oh, no yeah, comment. all right. We get the scoop here. Uh, and everyone go listen to that one 1977 episode of Dr. Demento where you can hear Joel's dad say something about Groucho Marx. Yes. <laughs> I bet it's fascinating. And uh, and go watch some shows at Endgames Improv in San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Jason Mann and I have a good time making fools of ourselves up on that stage. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. whole lot of that whole lot of it uh our next episode we're gonna have our season finale joel and i will be back we're gonna do it in person oh my goodness and uh we'll be ranking the songs of in 3d and we'll be oh, wow. in inducting more songs into our comedy music hall of fame list um which will join the likes of adam sandler lonely island and that weird song by like donald duck or something that we found uh <laughs> 
as we Daunta. it was that uh, the Fuhrer's face song that like old propaganda oh, yes, song yes, from yes, like yes, the yes. 1930s yes. um uh oh and Stephen Lynch I don't remember what else is on this list already but it's uh, it, will be, it will be added too um oh and the and the Greg uh, saga will come to a close god willing uh by the finale Oh, Greg. Um, uh, we end our show with our sign-off, everyone. Bye? Bye. Bye? Bye? Contact the show at weirdpalspod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media if you wish, or OnlyFans, or cast your wishes to the wishing well. <laughs>